In sports, there's winning and losing and getting injured. That's why there's Dr. Clapper. Dr. Robert Clapper is the head of orthopedic surgery at Cedar sinai Medical Center. It's Saturday morning, and it's time for Dr. Clapper. Silence is golden when you can't think of a good answer. <laughs> this is the Weekend Warrior Show presented by Cedar sinai on ESPN LA 710 and the ESPN app. Hey, Dr. Clapper. How are you? Yes, Doc. I love your show. Thank you. Um, now, here he is, Dr. Robert Clapper. Good morning, Los Angeles, and welcome to another edition of the Weekend Warriors Show. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Clapper. I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Cedar sinai 31 years. God, that's a long time. Before I get started, I really want to thank Rebecca Womble for being behind the scenes, producing it, the great Steve Paulette and Jared Abrams for running around getting us guests as well. Today's guest is courtesy of the great Ben Lyons. His good friend Michael Wexler is going to be our guest, and we're going to get into it because I'm so excited for today's show. Michael Wexler and his partner, Michael Kassara, calling in at 8.15. I got to tell you, growing up, the few hours I could spend every week because my dad was working and I was going to school, he never took a vacation. He worked as hard as he possibly could constantly, but Sunday mornings, his only treat that I ever saw him give himself in life was going to what's known as the appetizing store. I don't even know if they call him that anymore. But that's where the smoked fish was. Locks, Nova Scotia locks, belly locks, pickled herring, sturgeon, whitefish. You walk into the, the place was called Toddy's, sawdust on the floor. And he would just become a different person. He was so excited. And stuff is expensive, but... It's like nothing else you could eat with a bagel, cream cheese, and the way they would slice that salmon, thin so you could look through it. That was the key, sharpening their knives. It must have made the biggest impression on me. So it has a special place in my heart, lox, which is smoked salmon. Probably the greatest chef in Los Angeles is Wolfgang Puck. I saw Wolfgang Puck say... That the best, my mouth is watering already, that the best bagel and lox is here in Los Angeles at a place called Wexler's Deli. Oh, my God. So I called Ben Lyons. You got to help me get this guy, which we did. And I have now tasted this lox. I agree with Wolfgang Puck. But let me tell you, this quality does not come. And you can all get it. Santa Monica, they have a location. Downtown, they have a location. And they're still doing takeout, so you can get it right after the show is over. Best bagel and lox I've ever had. And you know it doesn't come without a tremendous amount of work and passion to make it perfect. And you're going to hear Michael Wexler talk about salmon and how to create the perfect lox or pastrami. You'll appreciate his passion for food. But how could you be so in love with salmon? Well, that's what we're going to learn about. So when I thought about putting the show together... Where does the passion, the desire to make that perfect slice of salmon, do you see it? Because you know I love the world of art, the world of sports, the worlds of surgery. Where do you see something like this that's related to lox or salmon? Well, my favorite baseball player for the California Angels, he won the World Series for them in 2002, is none other than Tim Salmon, which is kind of funny that his last name is Salmon which is how you make locks. 
But what you're going to hear in a minute when you hear him speak about his career, the passion at an early age he had for baseball, but most importantly, in 2005, he had rotator cuff surgery and knee surgery. He'd already been there for 13 years. He easily could have retired, but he didn't retire. He came back in 2006. He didn't play a lot, but he was a mentor for all the players. But he did it specifically for one reason, which we all can learn from. Tim Salmon came back that last year because he wanted to end his career on his own terms. I love that. And you're going to hear as well, probably the most famous place to get locks and salmon in the world is in New York City at a place called Zabar's. Wait till you hear the soundbite of the 85-year-old Len Burke, who's worked at Zabar's forever, talking about he retired at 65 years old and then became a lock slicer, where he's been at Zabar's forever. The guy could have retired. He did retire. His passion for his work, his desire to end his career on his own terms, it's exactly like hearing Tim Salmon. And in surgery, I got to believe watching those men in that appetizing store with the passion that they had, the tools they were using, how those knives were sharpened, had to make a big impression on me as a surgeon and the tools that I use. Can't wait to get into it with you. Clapper Vision, we're all watching. Tomorrow will be another two episodes of the Michael Jordan story. It's the only sports that's on now other than the NFL draft. And look out. San Diego Chargers or whatever they call themselves now, they are getting better. They are going to be a team to watch. But I can't help but think about Michael Jordan's injury. So that's going to be our clap revision today, fracturing his navicular bone. This is a bone in your foot that it makes the famous arch in your foot. The top of that arch where all the stress is, is the navicular bone. So here's a clap revision for you. If you want to make a window for a house, You'll make a rectangular window with two-by-fours. There's a window. But if you go back in time, the very first windows you'll see are arches. The Romans invented it, where you see the top of the window has a hemicircle. Well, what allows rock to not collapse is at the top of the arch to allow horses to go in and out, to make a window, to make an arch. That top stone has to be cut at the right angle, like a trapezoid, because as gravity makes the rock fall, it pushes on both sides of the rock and sustains the arch, if you will. Where did the Romans come up with this idea? I'm convinced they must have looked at someone's skeleton at their foot. The skeleton, our own bone, has a natural arch, and it comes from a bone called the navicular bone, which looks exactly like that keystone bone the Romans create to make the apex of the arch. You break that foot and it doesn't heal, you truly you truly do end your career. Whether it's Bill Walton or Yao Ming, it's a bad injury, particularly in a basketball player. Michael Jordan gets it, takes the cast off after six weeks and starts playing basketball in North Carolina and the rest is history. It was a fascinating injury. And we'll get into more clap revision as the, as the show goes on. But let's get into today's show right away. The sound bites. Let's listen to Tim Salmon. Let's do Tim Salmon and Gary Anderson. Let's go one through six, the story of Tim Salmon and the California Angels. My dad was supposed to be watching me, and he was watching the news, and my mom came in and asked where I was, and the, the, the mad hunt started, and they found me literally across 
the park on the other side of the park, leaning up against a screen watching the Little League game. So it must have been, you know, destiny for me. Destiny. You're a kid, you're playing all the sports. I played football, played basketball, baseball. We played what was ever in season, and we took them all seriously, I guess, to some degree. But it wasn't until after high school that it really became like, okay, this is it. This is your focus. Baseball became his focus. I had a stack this thick of every scout that came to see me play from every organization, and every one of them had a different story, but they're all like, you're my first pick, my you know, all that stuff. You know, you're just sitting there waiting by the phone. You know, you knew it started like at 8 o'clock in the morning or something, and I remember a summer day, you know, just hanging around. Dad's at work. Nobody else is around the house, and I'm just waiting for a phone call, and, you know, days passing, nothing happens. I'm like, what on earth? I mean, you know, did I not get drafted? What's going on? And then the next day, it was a writer from Tucson called and said, the Angels drafted you. And I was like, oh, okay. And then he said third round, and I was like, what? (laughs) Third round? Are you kidding me? And that gave him a chip on his shoulder. And I'm like, I'm going back to school. Forget this. (laughs) I'm not, you know, I I don't want to go play somewhere where the system's that messed up, you know. Wasting no time showing the teams that passed on him in the draft that that was a very big mistake. Tim Salmon won the Baseball America Minor League Player of the Year Award in 1992 and in 1993 was named the American League's Rookie of the Year. How do you this like that? Been a tremendous year for me. I've really enjoyed it. and This is just the icing on the cake, and I'd like to thank the Baseball Writers Association for uh, choosing me for this award. When it happened, I thought it was pretty cool. Mike Piazza won it on the other side you know, of L.A. there, and the Dodgers locked up Mike Piazza. Then the media looked squarely at the eyes of the Angels and said, what are you going to do to your Rookie of the Year? And... They came and, you know, negotiated a, a multi-year deal. A year before, I was making 1250 a month in Edmonton, and, you know, about 900 of it was going to rent, to all of a sudden, a year later, I'm rookie of the year, and I'm signing a, you know, a three- or four-year deal for, like, $10 million. It's like, oh, my gosh. I mean, what a change of fortune. So now you know you're going to be in the big leagues for the next two or three years. I mean, you're not going to be sent down. The team's got money in you. So it really immediately solidified the fact that I was a major leaguer. You know, the financial part of it was nice, but more importantly, it was just the fact that, okay, I can relax. I'm going to be in the lineup every day for the next three or four years. Just go out there and play the game of baseball. I always thought I'd be that guy that starts and finishes with one organization. It means so much on this side of the fence, this side of a career. Now that I'm here... You know, at 50 years old, I'm so thankful that happened. Cradle to grave. I mean, always been an angel. I can walk in this stadium, and I have so many friends, lifelong friends, and they're like family to me. And, you know, this is home. This is my home away from home. Tim Salmon's story is of confidence of who you are, and you need that. But towards the end of that career, he's going to dictate how he finishes it. You can just tell how passionate he is, how prideful he is of his work. Tim Salmon. If they smoked him, he'd be Tim Locks. There was an interview he had with Mike Trout. You know what they called it? Fish talk. A salmon is talking to a trout. I love that. If you've got passion and you feel you've been called to the fish, it's no different. You want to have that perfect swing of the bat. You want to make that perfect slice of locks with your knife. It sounds crazy, but listen to 85-year-old, at the time he's 84-year-old, Len Burke, Let's do Locks Me Tender 1 through 7, talking about how he came upon becoming an 85-year-old guy slicing salmon. 84 years old, and I come to Zabar's every Thursday and Friday. I was a certified public accountant for about 40 years. 
after which I sold my practice. When I finished that, a friend of mine called me up and said there was an ad in the newspaper that Zabars wanted a lock slicer. And I said, I can do that. <laughs> when I came behind the counter, Saul Zabar interviewed me. He couldn't believe that a certified public accountant wanted to slice locks. <laughs> Work is one of the most important things in life. I have many friends that are ill, can't walk, can't speak, their minds are going. I feel very lucky. I'm in the middle of what is going on today. I slice it, I wrap it, I bag it, I give it. <laughs> I focus on the job with relative ease because there are only a certain amount of things that I do. When it gets very busy, I feel like a machine. It's as though my body knows what to do without my brain. One of the things I remember about my grandfather, he was a religious Jew, and lobster is not kosher. He used to eat lobster. My father's sister had a fish store in the Fulton Fish Market. My father was very involved with fish. I guess that's when it all started. Wow. I enjoy the physical aspects of dealing with the fish. The art of slicing salmon. A kid comes in, I pick up a whitefish and point the whitefish at them and say, did you ever kiss a whitefish? I've never tasted two fish that taste exactly the same. Mm. The art of slicing salmon is really based on being comfortable with the fish, understanding the anatomy of the fish, and learning the various methods of slicing. I've been trying to make the perfect slice for about 16 years now, but I know that I haven't achieved it yet. I love running my hand across it. It's a very sensual experience. You could say I'm making love in the salmon. <laughs> That's passion, art of slicing salmon. The great Len Burke. Let's go to Last Jewish Lock Slicer at Zabar's 1 through 3. At 84 years young, Len Burke still finds passion in life and work. Slicing salmon for me uh, Perfect. is a very sensual experience. Take a look at my left hand. I'm looking. When you rub the salmon, it's very sensual. So I like that. I like the feel of that. At 65, Len retired from his accounting business and decided to change careers. I think work is probably the most important thing in life. Len followed his heart and his stomach to Zabar's Delicatessen on the Upper West Side. He's been slicing salmon and serving smiles here ever since. I could, I could see you through this slice. I cannot describe the perfect slice other than to say I've been working to achieve it for many years and I will know it when I do it. His boss, 86-year-old Saul Zabar, says Len, like all of his employees, knows how to put the customer first. You have to, have, you have to be charming, you have to be communicative, you have to be funny, you know. You have and is to, he all that? He's all that. In case you think slicing salmon all day might be eh, monotonous, Len says you'd be wrong. You never know who's going to step up to the counter next. 
Last week, it was Itzhak Perlman. The week before that, it was Jerry Seinfeld. So how long will Len keep it up? Well, yeah, let's just say retirement is not in his future plans. I love slicing salmon. I always did. But the real joy here is the people. The real joy is the people. Searching for that perfect slice. Tim Salmon searching for the perfect swing of the bat. Me as a surgeon for the perfect knee replacement. That's what you strive for in your work. You want the passion. You want the confidence. And coming up next to make the perfect deli, the perfect locks here in Los Angeles, we're going to learn all about it from the great Michael Wexler. Coming up next here on the Weekend Warrior Show on 710 ESPN. Get smart. Just what are you getting at? Check out the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. Like this. Medical advice from Cedar sinai head of orthopedic surgery. Are you kidding? With a far rockaway attitude and a little drizzle of mozzarella. Well, it's important to me. Search Weekend Warrior in the space bar. Like this. And click on Doc's picture. I see. Like, follow, and enjoy the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. That's right. Mahalo. Aloha. Start your weekend off right. Listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Ahui hoy. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN. 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Colonel Jessup, did you order the code red? You don't have to answer that question. I'll answer the question. <laughs> I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Uh, that's right. Son, we Give live it in a world him. that has walls, and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Who's going to do it? You? You, Lieutenant Weinberg? I have a greater responsibility than you can possibly fathom. You weep for Santiago, and you curse the Marines. You have that luxury. You have the luxury of not knowing what I know, that Santiago's death, while tragic, probably saved lives. And my existence, while grotesque and incomprehensible to you, saves lives. You don't want the truth because deep down in places you don't talk about wow. parties. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. That's you use right. these words as the backbone of a life spent defending something. You use them as a punchline. I have neither the time nor the inclination to explain myself to a man who rises and sleeps under the blanket of the very freedom that I provide and then questions the manner in which I provide it. I'd mm. rather you just said thank you and went on your way. Otherwise, I suggest you pick up a weapon and stand a post. Either way, I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. Uh. That's fantastic. Great. Jack Nicholson turned 83 years old this week. Happy birthday, Jack. If you go on Twitter, you'll see one of the top 10 moments in my life when he said, Hey, Doc, want to go to the game with me tonight? <laughs> Can you imagine sitting with him courtside, Kobe Bryant playing in front of you? Man, it was a just wonderful. What a beautiful guy. And Rob Reiner, the director of that movie, said once they did the scene, they did these other, you know, takes to kind of get fine-tune it and they didn't need jack anymore because he'd already done the scene and rob reiner said jack we're done why are you still hanging around he said because i just love to act len burke loves to slice locks tim salmon was not gonna end his career because of his shoulder rotator cuff and his knee injury he had him fixed and came back in 2006 to finish his career the way he wanted to because he loves baseball, loves the game, 
and wanted to pay it its respect on his own terms. It's passion. And at 815, we're going to be hearing from Michael Wexler, a guy with passion for salmon, for lox, for fish. And that's why he's got the best deli to smoke fish that I've ever had. So it all comes together. Only on this show would I be talking about lox, Tim Salmon, surgery, <laughs> and Jack Nicholson. But that's why we all tune in. All right, let's take your calls. The number is 877-710-ESPN. Clinic's open. Let's go to Jose. You're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Good morning, Doc. Good morning, Jose. What do you think of that? What do you think of that combining Tim Salmon, locks, and surgery? <laughs> Only one man can do that. <laughs> By the so, way, i got to go back and watch that movie. I forgot how great it is. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And he, you know, when you really get to know Jack Nicholson, which I've been blessed to be able to do, he is the most passionate, the most intelligent, and just a pleasure to be in his company, no doubt. So how can I help you? What do you do for a living? I'm a teacher. I've been a teacher for about 26 years and a coach, a football coach in LAUSD. So, uh, you know, I appreciate your passion for making the world a better place. It's pretty much what I've done, too. Uh, you know what? People don't realize how much pleasure you get in life when you give of yourself, you know, and don't ask for anything back. Just keep giving. And guess what? What you get back, you should thank the person who's saying thank you yeah. to you for making you feel that good. And I got to yeah, tell you. I thought that coaching made me a better person, you know. It does. And particularly that you're a teacher. Because when you're teaching someone who doesn't know what you know and you're empowering them with some education, it, it doesn't get better than that. I don't care what you do for a living. Yeah, you can be in charge of Microsoft. You can make billions of dollars. Yeah, that's not what your life should be about. It should be about that feeling you get when you give without asking anything back. So good for you. It's my pleasure to be able to help you. Tell me what's up. Thank you, sir. I, um, okay, I've been running all my life, off and on, and in the last few years, I've, you know, really adjusted how much I run. I try not to run over 25 minutes and no more than three, about 20, 25 miles a week, just to stay in the game. But mm -hmm. I've been doing a lot of things around the house that involve squatting and up and down, and, and started in December. I squatted down to do something, and I felt what I thought was a, a pull on my a patellar tendon. And then mm -hmm. my knee got really sore. Now, I mm -hmm. got better, and then I kept doing more work around, and about a month ago, it, my knee just swelled up. And it right. got to the point where um, I can't – well, I haven't run in a month, and I, but I can't even do basic stuff, sitting down, getting up, putting on a shoe. It's very painful. So I finally went and got an MRI, and they said that I have a tear on my lateral. So go ahead and – First, let's, let me just give you some clapper vision before we even get started. Clapper and then you, vision. And then you're going to read to me the impression part of the MRI. But already what I want people to, to appreciate is the history, the beautiful history that you've now given. So let's pretend we're going into your backyard and there's a beautiful rose and you want to give your wife that rose that's in full bloom, which they are right now. And mm -hmm. you now want to clip the rose. So you can um, take that small little, like a pair of pliers clipper that fits in your palm of your hand, boom, and you can clip the rose because it's a tiny little uh, branch, right? But what mm -hmm. if while you're going into the backyard, your head smacks upon a branch from a tree that, you know, smacked you in the forehead, and it's a significantly big branch. Maybe the branch is the size of your uh, thumb or the size of your forearm. I mean, it's big. It's thick. 
you ain't going to be able to use that little handheld device that you use to clip the rows uh, because you don't have a mechanical advantage to clip a big branch. So you're going to put that one down that you use for the rows, and you're going to go in the garage, and what are you going to get? You're going to get that giant, long-handled pruning clipper, right? Mm-hmm. It has those two long handles because those right. long handles, when you now put the jaws of that pruning device around that thick branch, the length of those two handles will give you the mechanical advantage to be able to snap that branch, okay? Well, I want you to look at your leg right now, which, by the way, is it right side or left? Left. So look at your left leg right now. Look at the length of your thigh bone, your femur. Look at the length of your shin bone, your tibia. Those are roughly the same length that those giant pruning shears uh, for getting the big branches, right? Those long handles. That's the length of your femur and your tibia. So now you can appreciate, Dr. Clapper, all I did was just squat down. Well, the meniscus, the cushion, that rubbery structure, the same material your nose and your ear is made of, is that is living inside the knee joint. That's that's basically where the hinge is of that pruning shear with this huge mechanical advantage. So when you squat down and you catch that meniscus in the wrong spot with those two handles, snap. That's what you felt. You cracked that meniscus that's inside your knee. Now, how young are you? 54. 54. So at 54, your treatment for your lateral meniscus I'm going to tell you right now, is going to be different than if you were 24. Because at 24, everything is well hydrated in our body. Look at how, look at how our skin behaves. Look at, look at us as young people. When you're 54, don't shoot the messenger. You're not young anymore. (laughs) We dry out. We get stiff. Just like if you leave something out in the sun for a few weeks, it dries out. Paper turns yellow. Surfboards no longer stay white. They start to yellow. We age, we oxidize. The reality is, is that meniscus in a 54-year-old is stiffer. It's a whole different way to treat it. So now I'd like, before I tell you how I want to take care of this problem, please read to me the impression part of your MRI. Go slow so I can break it down with each sentence. Well, if I go, everything says normal until okay. it gets to the meniscus. So it's go to the meniscus. There. And okay. look for the impression. Look Look for the word impression. You see that in yes. the report? Just read okay. from that. I see what you're saying. Well, the impression says, it says three things. Tears involving the lateral meniscus, anterior and posterior horns. Okay. And it says evidence of a prior MCL injury with fibers, which I did, I, but it says no tear. And then finally it says small knee joint infusion. So the small knee joint infusion means that it's swollen. It's like getting poked in the eye. You know, your eye gets red, it gets swollen. So that just confirms that there's an injury. So let's delete number three. What does number two say again? It said that I had a prior prior evidence of the MCL, so the other one. Injury with fibers in place, no tear. Good. So it shows scar from a previous injury, which has nothing to do with this current injury. So we're going to delete the information in number two. So although you're feeling this as though it's your patella tendon, that's just where you're feeling it in front because intimate, what lives right next to your patella Uh, tendon in your knee is the anterior 
portion of your lateral meniscus. So you, you'll say, I don't care. It's my patella tendon. You feel it in your patella tendon, but your patella tendon is just fine. Thank you very much. What you have is a lateral meniscus tear, and it's not uncommon to have it in a 54-year-old, particularly with a super active guy like you. So I've written a bunch of books, one with Linda Yui. One's called Heal Your Hips. The other's called Heal Your Knees. Guess what the next book's going to be called? It's going to be called Stop Exercising. You're Killing Yourself. And then I'm going to say, let me explain. should become a bestseller. Because the reality is, is I do over 400 hip and knee replacements. I do shoulder replacements as well. But I do over 400 hip and knee replacements every year for 30 years. That's thousands of people. You think they're your grandmother that I'm operating on because of bone on bone. It's not. It's 40-year-olds and 38-year-olds and 52-year-olds. It's people like you, Jose. Why? Because of running. I make a living from running. There's no greater exercise. You're right. To make you sweat. To, to biggest bang for your buck. Everything about running is great for your heart. But you know what? You ain't 24 anymore. And the weak link is the joint, the cartilage. And people, I've got patients in today's society, they take Advil before they go to the gym because they know it's going to hurt and it's going to get swollen. So they actually take medicine so they can go exercise and beat up their body even more so they won't feel it this is the crazy world we live in so first things first lifestyle change i need you to fall in love with bike riding stationary bike would be ideal elliptical is okay i hate the treadmill for a 54 year old i just do and i hate running i recognize it's the greatest activity but not anymore at 54 next most people would say, oh, your knee is swollen, you have pain. Let me give you a cortisone shot. No. Let me give you a synvis shot. Let me give you stem cells. Let me give you PR. There all kinds of things. They're going to want to stick a needle into your knee. My opinion, everybody gets to have their own opinion, don't. I'm not interested in giving you something for your symptoms, which then wears off and has a side effect, whatever it is. I don't want to do that to you. What you need to do is figure out how to get this knee of yours less aggravated and at the same time get it stronger so this never happens again, so that you get to grow old gracefully. Be holistic. Okay. Well, what are you going to do with this knee? First, ice. you got a swollen knee, put ice on it. If you go into a jacuzzi or do heat, it's going to swell up. So ice is your friend. That's acutely okay. what you're going to do. And if you're really miserable, miserable, you're, it's okay to take an Advil you know, temporarily. Now, I just don't want you to do it long term because it ain't good for your kidneys. But if you need mm -hmm. to take it temporarily, that's fine. Next, because you clearly have the beginnings of degeneration in your knee, if you're going to ride the bike and use the elliptical and, and physically you're a UPS driver or whatever it is that you're doing that's active, for $10, go to CVS Pharmacy and buy a sleeve. You do not need hinges. You don't need copper. You don't need all kinds of cockamamie things that they love. You know, I'm surrounded by people who want to sell you stuff. Go get a simple sleeve. That will be helpful for when you're active. But the most important thing you can do to keep this from coming back again is to strengthen the muscles above the quadriceps, the hamstring mm -hmm. above the knee, and the calf muscle below the knee. How do you strengthen them without aggravating the knee? The bike. Yeah. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you worked hard your whole life. When's your birthday? January 10th. Beautiful. You're going to buy yourself a delayed birthday present, and you're going to put it in your house. Get a Schwinn spinning bike. 
You can go on Craigslist, buy a used one if you have to. You don't need to spend thousands of dollars for an expensive bike, but you need it in your house. And everyone will say to me, oh, I'll go to the gym, Dr. Clapper. Guess what? First of all, you can't go to the gym now anyway, but why do you want to wait for that guy to get off the bike who's sweating all over the bike? I don't understand it. You should have your own <laughs> stationary bike in the house. Your wife can use it. It's the greatest thing to make this an heirloom for your family. Put it in front of the TV and Monday, Wednesday, Friday for a half an hour, ride the bike. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, pool exercises, elliptical, Tai Chi exercises, yoga, do other things. And every day you're doing something. But the reality is, is delete the bad stuff for this knee and increase the good stuff. Now, have I ever done surgery for someone's torn meniscus? Yes. All the time. But there's a time and place for it. And, Jose, when would that time and place be that you said, Dr. Clapper, my knee is stuck? It doesn't straighten all the way. It doesn't bend all the way. I'm still I'm still limping. I did what you said for three months or four months or five months. It's still bothering me. Okay. Then you and I would have a meeting, and I would clean out the schmutz, the sandpaper that's floating inside there. Otherwise, let's be holistic first. There's a book I wrote with Linda Yui called Heal Your Knees. Get a copy of that book. We give the money to the homeless. That's what you now need to do to be holistic. Does that help? Yeah, it does. Here's my only question, I guess, that I've left. So I did go – I went not a stationary bike, which I know is better, but I did go for a bike ride like uh, after this had kind of healed up a little bit after the first two weeks, and it swelled the next day. Was it just that it was too early to do it? Yes, yes, and I think you need to get a stationary bike so you can do 10 minutes and 15 minutes and work your way up to a half an hour three days a week. Okay. Okay, Jose, yeah, what a pleasure to meet you over the radio. Thanks so much for calling in, and I really uh, appreciate all the kind words. You're the real deal. I appreciate you. Okay, young man. Thanks so much. Have a great day. God bless. All right, Warriors, we'll take a break. We'll pay some bills. Coming up next, we, I need to tell you some stories, stories that will amaze you, but mostly it's going to be about food. My donut place is open again. I went surfing for the first time in five weeks. i got to tell you what happened. I'll tell you all that. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. Weekend Warriors on Facebook. Didn't you get the memo? Quickly here, Clapper's crazy kitchen stories. Easily find different callers, aches and pain issues. Right, I get it. Search Weekend Warrior in the search bar and click on Doc's picture. Who are you again? Voila! Like, follow, and enjoy the Weekend Warrior Facebook page. All right, let's take your calls. The number is 877-710-ESPN. Clinic's open. Let's go to Jose. You're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Good morning, Doc. Good morning, Jose. What do you think of that? What do you think of that combining Tim Salmon, locks, and surgery? <laughs> Only one man can do that. And you, Doc. <laughs> By the so, way, i got to go back and watch that movie. I forgot how great it is. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And he, you know, when you really get to know Jack Nicholson, which I've been blessed to be able to do, he is the most passionate, the most intelligent, and just a pleasure to be in his company, no doubt. So how can I help you? What do you do for a living? I'm a teacher. I've been a teacher for about 26 years and a coach, a football coach in LAUSD. So, uh, you know, I appreciate your passion for making the world a better place. It's pretty much what I've done, too. Uh, you know what? People don't realize how much pleasure you get in life when you give of yourself, you know, and don't ask for anything back. Just keep giving. And guess what? What you get back, you should thank the person who's saying thank you yeah. to you for making you feel that good. 
And I got to tell you. I thought that coaching made me a better person, you know. It does. And particularly that you're a teacher. Because when you're teaching someone who doesn't know what you know, and you're empowering them with some education, it, it doesn't get better than that. I don't care what you do for a living. Yeah, you can be in charge of Microsoft. You can make billions of dollars. Yeah, that's not what your life should be about. It should be about that feeling you get when you give without asking anything back. So good for you. It's my pleasure to be able to help you. Tell me what's up. Thank you, sir. I, um, okay. I've been running all my life off and on. And in the last few years, I've, you know, really adjusted how much I run. I try not to run over 25 minutes and no more than three, about 20, 25 miles a week, just to stay in the game. But mm-hmm. I've been doing a lot of things around the house that involved squatting and up and down and, and started in December. I squatted down to do something and I felt what I thought was a, a pull on my a patellar tendon. And then mm-hmm. my knee got really sore. Now, I mm-hmm. got better, and then I kept doing more work around, and about a month ago, it, my knee just swelled up. And it right. got to the point where um, I can't – well, I haven't run in a month, and I, but I can't even do basic stuff, sitting down, getting up, putting on a shoe. It's very painful. So I finally went and got an MRI, and they said that I have a tear on my lateral. So go ahead and – First, let's let me just give you some clapper vision before we even get started. Clapper and then you, vision, and then you're going to read to me the impression <laughs> part of the MRI. But already, what I want people to to appreciate is the history, the beautiful history that you've now given. So let's pretend we're going into your backyard, and there's a beautiful rose, and you want to give your wife that rose that's in full bloom, which they are right now. And mm-hmm. you now want to clip the rose. So you can um, take that small little, like a pair of pliers clipper that fits in your palm of your hand, boom, and you can clip the rose because it's a tiny little uh, branch, right? But what mm-hmm. if while you're going into the backyard, your head smacks upon a branch from a tree that, you know, smacked you in the forehead, and it's a significantly big branch. Maybe the branch is the size of your uh, thumb or the size of your forearm. I mean, it's big. It's thick. You ain't going to be able to use that little handheld device that you use to clip the rose uh, because you don't have a mechanical advantage to clip a big branch. So you're going to put that one down that you use for the rose, and you're going to go in the garage, and what are you going to get? You're going to get that giant, long-handled pruning clipper, right? Mm-hmm. It has those two long handles because those right. long handles, when you now put the jaws of that pruning device around that thick branch, the length of those two handles will give you the mechanical advantage to be able to snap that branch, okay? Well, I want you to look at your leg right now, which, by the way, is it right side or left? Left. So look at your left leg right now. Look at the length of your thigh bone, your femur. Look at the length of your shin bone, your tibia. Those are roughly the same length that those giant pruning shears uh, for getting the big branches, right? Those long handles. That's the length of your femur and your tibia. So now you can appreciate, Dr. Clapper, all I did was just squat down. Well, the meniscus, the cushion, that rubbery structure, the same material your nose and your ear is made of, is that, is living inside the knee joint. That's, that's basically where the hinge is of that pruning shear with this huge mechanical advantage. So when you squat down, and you catch that meniscus in the wrong spot with those two handles, snap. That's what you felt. 
you crack that meniscus that's inside your knee. Now, how young are you? 54. 54. So at 54, your treatment for your lateral meniscus, I'm going to tell you right now, is going to be different than if you were 24. Because at 24, everything is well hydrated in our body. Look at how, look at how our skin behaves. Look at, sure. look at us as young people. When you're 54, don't shoot the messenger. You're not young anymore. <laughs> we dry out. We get stiff. Just like if you leave something out in the sun for a few weeks, it dries out. Paper turns yellow. Surfboards no longer stay white. They start to yellow. We age. We oxidize. The reality is, is that meniscus in a 54 year old is stiffer. It's a whole different way to treat it. So now I'd like, before I tell you how I want to take care of this problem, please read to me the impression part of your MRI. Go slow so I can break it down with each sentence. Well, if I go, everything says normal until okay. it gets to the meniscus. So it's go to the meniscus. There. And okay. look for the impression. Look, look for the word impression. You see that in yes. the report? Just read okay. from that. I see what you're saying. Well, the impression says, it says three things. Tears involving the lateral meniscus, anterior and posterior horns. Okay. And it says evidence of a prior MCL injury with fibers, which I did, I, but it says no tear. And then finally it says small knee joint infusion. So the small knee joint infusion means that it's swollen. It's like getting poked in the eye. You know, your eye gets red, it gets swollen. So that just confirms that there's an injury. So let's delete number three. Okay. What does number two say again? It said that I had a prior prior evidence of the MCL, so the other one, injury right. with fibers in place, no tear. Good. So it shows scar from a previous right. injury, which has nothing to do with this current injury. So we're going to delete the information in number two. So although you're feeling this as though it's your patella tendon, that's just where you're feeling it in front because intimate, what lives right next to your patella uh, tendon in your knee is the anterior portion of your lateral meniscus. So you'll, you'll say, I don't care. It's my patella tendon. You feel it in your patella tendon, but your patella tendon is just fine. Thank you very much. What you I have is that. a lateral meniscus tear, and it's not uncommon to have it in a 54-year-old particularly with a super active guy like you. So I've written a bunch of books, one with Linda Yui. One's called Heal Your Hips. The other's called Heal Your Knees. Guess what the next book's going to be called? It's going to be called Stop Exercising. You're Killing Yourself. And then I'm going to say, <laughs> let me explain. should become a bestseller. Because the reality is, is I do over 400 hip and knee replacements. I do shoulder replacements as well. But I do over 400 hip and knee replacements every year for 30 years. That's thousands of people. You think they're your grandmother that I'm operating on because of bone on bone. It's not. It's 40-year-olds and 38-year-olds and 52-year-olds. It's people like you, Jose. Why? Because of running. I make a living from running. There's no greater <laughs> exercise. You're right. To make you sweat. To, to biggest bang for your buck. Everything about running is great for your heart. But you know what? You ain't 24 anymore. And the weak link is the joint, the cartilage. And people, I've got patients in today's society, they take Advil before they go to the gym because they know it's going to hurt and it's going to get swollen. So they actually take medicine so they can go exercise and beat up their body even more so they won't feel it. This is the crazy world we live in. So first things first, 
lifestyle change. I need you to fall in love with bike riding. Stationary bike would be ideal. Elliptical is okay. I hate the treadmill for a 54-year-old. I just do. And I hate running. I recognize it's the greatest activity, but not anymore at 54. Next. Most people would say, oh, your knee is swollen, you have pain. Let me give you a cortisone shot. No. Let me give you a synvis shot. Let me give you stem cells. Let me give you PR. There all kinds of things that go on to stick a needle into your knee. My opinion, everybody gets to have their own opinion, don't. I'm not interested in giving you something for your symptoms, which then wears off and has a side effect, whatever it is. I don't want to do that to you. What you need to do is figure out how to get this knee of yours less aggravated and at the same time get it stronger so this never happens again, so that you get to grow old gracefully. Be holistic. Well, what are you going to do with this knee? First, ice. you got a swollen knee, put ice on it. If you go into a jacuzzi or do heat, it's going to swell up. So ice is your friend. That's acutely what you're going to do. And if you're really miserable, miserable, it's okay to take an Advil you know, temporarily. Now, I just don't want you to do it long term because it ain't good for your kidneys. But if you need mm-hmm. to take it temporarily, that's fine. Next, because you clearly have the beginnings of degeneration in your knee, if you're going to ride the bike and use the elliptical and, and physically you're a UPS driver or whatever it is that you're doing that's active, for $10, go to CVS Pharmacy and buy a sleeve. You do not need hinges. You don't need copper. You don't need all kinds of cockamamie things that they love. You know, I'm surrounded by people who want to sell you stuff. Go get a simple sleeve. That will be helpful for when you're active. But the most important thing you can do to keep this from coming back again is to strengthen the muscles above the quadriceps, the hamstring, Mm -hmm. above the knee, and the calf muscle below the knee. How do you strengthen them without aggravating the knee? The bike. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you worked hard your whole life. When's your birthday? January 10th. Beautiful. You're going to buy yourself a delayed birthday present, and you're going to put it in your house. Get a Schwinn spinning bike. You can go on Craigslist, buy a used one if you have to. You don't need to spend thousands of dollars for an expensive bike, but you need it in your house. And everyone will say to me, oh, I'll go to the gym, Dr. Clapper. Guess what? First of all, you can't go to the gym now anyway, but why do you want to wait for that guy to get off the bike who's sweating all over the bike? I don't understand it. You should have your own (laughs) stationary bike in the house. Your wife can use it. It's the greatest thing to make this an heirloom for your family. Put it in front of the TV and Monday, Wednesday, Friday for a half an hour, ride the bike. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, pool exercises, elliptical, Tai Chi exercises, yoga, do other things. Every day you're doing something, but the reality is, is delete the bad stuff for this knee and increase the good stuff. Now, have I ever done surgery for someone's torn meniscus? Yes. All the time. But there's a time and place for it. And, Jose, when would that time and place be that you said, Dr. Clapper, my knee is stuck. It doesn't straighten all the way. It doesn't bend all the way. I'm still I'm still limping. I did what you said for three months or four months or five months. It's still bothering me. Okay. Then you and I would have a meeting, and I would clean out the schmutz, the sandpaper that's floating inside there. Otherwise, let's be holistic first. There's a book I wrote with Linda Yui called Heal Your Knees. Get a copy of that book. We give the money to the homeless. That's what you now need to do to be holistic. Does that help? Yeah, it does. Here's my only question, I guess, that I've left. So 
I did go, I went, not a stationary bike, which I know is better, but I did go for a bike ride, like, uh, after this had kind of healed up a little bit after the first two weeks, and it swelled the next day. Was it just that it was too early to do it? Yes, yes, and I okay. think you need to get a stationary bike so you can do 10 minutes and 15 minutes and work your way up to a half okay. an hour, three days a week. Okay. Okay, Jose, yeah, what a pleasure to meet you over the radio. Thanks so much for calling in, and I really uh, appreciate all the kind words. You're the real deal. I appreciate you. Okay, young man. Thanks so much. Have a great day. God bless. All right, Warriors, we'll take a break. We'll pay some bills. Coming up next, we, I need to tell you some stories, stories that will amaze you, but mostly it's going to be about food. My donut place is open again. I went surfing for the first time in five weeks. i got to tell you what happened. I'll tell you all that. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. Weekend Warriors on Facebook. Didn't you get the memo? Quickly hear Clapper's crazy kitchen stories. Easily find different callers' aches and pain issues. Right, I get it. Search Weekend Warrior in the search bar and click on Doc's picture. Who are you again? Voila! Like, follow, and enjoy the Weekend Warrior Facebook page.